0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: Yes, yes. I was talking to Rocky. Did I hit the post? No. Uh, oh no. Oh God, I gotta be better. Pull it, together, pull it together boy, pull it together boy, pull it together boy, pull it together boy, pull it together, boy. Welcome into Balloon Party. It's driven by S. St. Louis Acurault and Toyota. Taylor 12 at 1035. Uh Jackson, uh, these doggies, they might just clinch this Western conference here soon.
2: Boy, I sure hope so. How do you do? I'd love to see it. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's so good for the city. Telling you.
1: Yeah. So we're looking ahead to the uh, MLS playoffs. And if you're interested, the MLS Cup on the line will it be at City Park on December 9th? The date is December 9th.
2: Oh. So
1: Missouri plays Roll Tide right
2: in the first uh, Peach Bowl.
1: In the SEC Championship, championship. on right, December right, 2nd. Right, 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 right. And usually December 9th, the second Saturday in December, reserved for Army, Navy, and the Heisman Trophy. Right. So you'll watch Luther Burden win the Heisman. Yes. Yep. And then watch City hoist the MLS Cup in downtown St. Louis.
2: All the while, the Blues are off to a red-hot start. That's correct. I mean, it's going to be a winter up for snatch grabs here in the St. Louis-Missouri And Missouri probably region. that
1: day, the Cardinals uh, acquire Blake, Blake Snell. Yep. Or Break Snell, if he wants to change his name. That's well, he's team. got so
2: much break on his
1: on his, nice. his curveball. Sick. sick. Thanks for picking me up there. I needed yeah. that. You can text in on my uh, Nostradamus place. 314-399-9646 Air Comfort Service Tax Line. So I, I saw the great Cary Davis. Davis during a commercial break for TMA. And uh, he was in a commercial break for the opening drive, and I said, "What are you guys talking about today?" You know, because I, I don't like to go, I don't like to go. No, I'm waving at learn. I don't like to, uh, I don't like to rub it in everybody else's faces that I'm on HD two morning drive.
2: Right. It's, it's really nice of you. Well,
1: it's like you with being at St. Louis Country Club, and I go, "Yeah, I, you know, I got some work in at Ruth Park," and you're like, oh, that's good. How's the course playing?" But right. you don't go, "Yeah, I'm at St. Louis." You
2: know? Right. Right. I well, am. Yeah. Not every detail needs to be out there. right? So, you know, I, I don't like to say to Kerry,
1: I mean, on HD2 today, we just talked to a guy about professional wrestling for 10 minutes. Uh, so I said, what are you guys talking about? It And he said, well, Matt and Randy are mad at me because I'm saying this is the deal for Mizzou and an 11 o'clock kickoff. That's just what you get because you're Mizzou. Jackson, you and I were in the midst of recording the Tim McKernan Show podcast yesterday Yep, and uh, while we were recording it, it struck me at twelve oh three that we had reached the witching hour for the SEC announcement of the games' times kickoffs.
2: Oh God, that was so bad. Yeah, but it was still good. Thanks for picking me up again. Yeah, happy to.
1: And you opened up your Twitter tweets, and I opened up my Twitter tweets. And we both saw a and and Alabama at 2.30. And then at that moment, we knew that they had decided to announce the game times. And then I knew it was basically Kentucky, Georgia, Missouri, LSU for the 6 o'clock. And then I saw the 11 o'clock kick, and, and, I, and nothing could pick me up after that. No.
2: Nothing. I'm still down about it.
1: Uh, as all of you in the listening audience know, because I've been posting about it on my Insty, on my TikTok my facebook and on my twitter tweets it's my birthday tomorrow and uh and i suggested the only thing that would lift my spirits would be the less popular mff threesome uh and i i i gently posed that question last night after my wife returned from washington dc traveling with a one-year-old and was like yeah if anytime she's going to be into it it's going to be now and she rolled her eyes and said, grow up. And I was surprised by that.
2: Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate.
1: Thank you. Thank you. For, thank you again. It's yeah. the third time in this segment.
2: Well, I'm here for you.
1: And I said, but the Missouri LSU game is at 11 o'clock. And she goes, I just don't get why this is that big of an idea.
2: Well. And I said, listen, sister. For real. Thank you. Thank. Put it over. I got on. to. Oh, come on.
1: What are you going to do? You know. So listen, Sister. You remember Missouri, Oklahoma in 2010? You were there. We got a picture right right there. Me and you. 2010. Right. I had a full head of hair. I was 6'4". <laughs> it's crazy. 6'4". It was. I began the <laughs> Mickey Carroll shrinking process over the last decade.
2: Yeah.
1: All my hair fell out.
2: Yeah, well, that'll
1: happen. It was the Kim Anderson era.
2: It did way worse to me. It took five to eight years off. Is that horse. what happened? Well, yeah,
1: kind of. And I said, that was a night game. Aaron Andrews, Chris Fowler, Mm -hmm. Kirk Herbstreet, Lee Corso, Desmond Howard. They were all right out in front of that journalism school that I didn't graduate from. They were were on the quad. Kim English was there. He was. He was, yeah. And it was a day-long celebration of all things Missouri. And it climaxed with a win over the number one team in the nation. And you're going to tell me, you're going to look me in the eye and tell me you're going to have the same experience at 11 o'clock? You get out of town, Jim Brown. That's what I said to her. I said, you get out of town, Jim Brown. Yeah. Now, at this point, she's already left the house, but I'm still yelling. <laughs> I'm just making a point. Exactly. I'm not going to stop. No. And I said, if 11 o'clock kickoffs are the same as a 2.30 kickoff or a 6 o'clock kickoff, then why... Joe Castiglione, former Missouri athletic director before you were born, but current Oklahoma athletic director, go public with his complaints about how many times the Sooners are playing 11 o'clock kickoffs in 2021. And you can say, well, Tim, if Oklahoma can handle an 11 o'clock kickoff, then why can't Missouri? And I say to you, listener. <laughs> The reason is that was the Big 12 TV contract, and the Big 12 and the Big 10 didn't want to go up against the SEC at 2.30 or at night, so they would put their big games at 11 o'clock. And so then Missouri fans trying to rationalize this thing go, well, it's going to get plenty of eyes because it'll be the lead-in from college game day. Well, guess what games at 11 o'clock on October
2: 7th? The red. River rivalry
1: With the shootout With the final game In the Big 12 For Texas and Oklahoma Both most likely undefeated Unless Rock Chalk can Spring a Miracle This weekend And so the eyes Of the college football world Will be tuned to that But you know what As angry as a little hornet As I am The mm-hmm. reality is I do agree with Kerry Davis You know what ESPN ABC Disney Bob Iger I don't know who makes the call All of the above Thank you go, okay, well, everybody's going to be watching Texas, Oklahoma at 11 o'clock, so let's not waste Alabama at 11 o'clock. Let's not waste Georgia at 11 o'clock. The best we can do is Missouri LSU. That's our counter-programming. And the only thing left to say is exactly what Kim English said way back when. Reconcile by winning. You want those time slots? You gotta beat more than K State mm-hmm. Memphis and Middle Tennessee and in South Dakota. Now it sucks because it's the biggest game in Columbia, Missouri. <sighs> Texas
2: A and M thirteen.
1: Probably Arkansas and fourteen with the SECs down yeah, the line. Yeah, yeah even though I think deep down everybody knew that Missouri team wasn't as good as 13 or 07. Okay. But either way, and it's an 11 o'clock kickoff. And you go, well, it worked out fine against K-State, and yes. But you know what we don't do here? Number one, we don't kink shame. I mean, that's That's essentially the never, first never, commandment. Never, never. But the second commandment is we don't do results-oriented thinking. All right. So I'm not doing well with it. It's been nearly 24 hours. Wife rejected the threesome. Jackson's picking me up here. I'm calling him Brake Snell, not Blake <laughs> Snell. I mean, when's the, when's the last time I made a mistake on the air? Have I
2: ever made one? Not Twenty-five my t- years? Not my tenure.
1: I mean, I'm not happy now. Personally, as a gentleman who gets up at five or five thirty every day, fine with me. And as a guy who's not going to be enjoying libations, although occasionally, I will drink St. ides <laughs> Surprised you even know what that is. to you get a reaction from Malt you? liquor. <laughs> ST period. Crooked letter, crooked letter I. <laughs> We're working on a sponsorship deal. <laughs> That'll be great. The truth is, I'll either be with my wife returning to a one-year-old and six-year-old after our time in Columbia, or I'll be with my six-year-old and minus the the, the nip of St.
2: Ides. Just a little malt liquor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it it works fine for me. But you know what? Something my therapist told me, the world doesn't revolve around you. oh, well, Yeah. I quack. obviously disagree. Yeah, he's a quack. quack. This is about the program. And in 2010, when Missouri had that night game and that day full of excitement for the Oklahoma game that culminated in a win for the first time over a number one team, albeit a BCS number one, not AP number one. I would tell you that laid the foundation for 2013 and 2014, just like we had a Georgia fan email us this morning on TMA and say the night game in Athens in 2019 against Notre Dame laid the foundation for the ass-kicking Georgia has been distributing under Kirby Smart for the last two-plus years. These things matter. But all you can do is reconcile by winning.
2: Yeah, it's the truth, man.
1: So if you win... You'll get the prime time slots, but the reality is, outside of Missouri fans, most of the country, and even many in St. Louis in the metropolitan area, just don't care. Yeah, reconcile by winning.
2: Yep, Kim English, sir. It's the only thing you can do. I mean, I'm looking at it from my perspective. of a.m. I want. I'm going to the game. It's going to mean leaving Friday as opposed to leaving Saturday morning because you want to get out there. You want to have a couple drinks. You know, you want to have a little malt liquor before yeah, the game thank you. starts. Yeah. Maybe Forty ounces SD or so. Period. Crooked letter. Crooked letter. I. Right. No doubt. You want to have a little bit of that just to get you know loose, and the energy for an eleven a.m. game in the stadium by about you know middle first quarter second quarter will be good, but it doesn't compare to the energy around the city of Columbia when you have a two thirty or six o'clock game.
1: Well, you haven't had a damn two thirty game on a Saturday since two thousand twelve when Eddie Lacy, who decided he'd rather eat than play in the NFL ran wild. Yeah. And I think there was a tornado warning that day. Certainly. So CBS goes, that'll do her. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you the little Friday thing after Thanksgiving when everybody's out shopping. Yeah, but I hate that
2: time slot. Uh, but I mean, three o'clock games, afternoon games, night games, the energy in Columbia is it's simply better. If it
1: was a 6 p.m. game, the place to be out of control.
2: It would be outstanding.
1: Operating on the premise that they beat Vanderbilt this that'll weekend, which I've officially given an 85% chance. But you know what? Playing in the World Series of Poker, I lost to a one-outer. You want to know the hand? Fine, I'll tell you. Please. All in pre. I had pocket aces. He had pocket kings. And yeah, you go, well, there's two kings in the deck. Ah. (laughs) It's funny you should say that. Uh, If the king of spades comes off on the river, it would have given me a flush. Oh, wow. So it was only the king of hearts that could get him home. Well, guess what came on the river? It was a one-outer. Oh. And the king of hearts came off. And I could sit there, and I could piss, and I could moan about it. And I said, you know what? If I don't like the opportunity for a bad beat, then maybe I shouldn't just play the game. But I'm comfortable with the bad beat. And so I recognize the possibilities it can oftentimes become unfortunate probabilities. And maybe they lose to Vanderbilt. But I'll say 85 out of 100 times they don't. Kentucky could lose to Florida, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. a and could lose to Arkansas. And all that does, oh, it could happen. Oh, I know.
2: It's, it's in Fayetteville, right? Aye. Yeah, that could happen.
1: And all that does is, it, they go, oh, we got this Kentucky-Georgia game. Georgia's going to beat them by 30 points, and that's our night game. And then they go, man, it would have been nice to be in Columbia, Missouri. Yep, yep. Reconcile by winning. You got a guy from South Boston talking like he's on gone with the win. Reconcile by winning. Jackson, that's all that uh, that we can do as two guys who are out of college, yep. one with a family and one that's going down there to get bottle service at my house. That's all we can do is we can tell these guys who have no idea who we are, nor do they care to reconcile by winning.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's it is the truth. It sucks because I think any fan of any team lives in a vacuum where they think the masses, the national attention is more on them than in reality it is. And next to Vanderbilt and Mississippi State, I would
1: say Missouri is right there as far as the least amount of attention from the
2: SEC. Would agree, yeah. I'd say it's right there. Got to know your place. Absolutely. Reconcile by winning. No doubt. And so if you want to become a brand, you got to beat the brands. And LSU is a brand. So if you beat LSU... Oh, wow. You're doing a little Ric Flair here, aren't you? Now you're talking. Did you just do a little Ric Flair? Unintentionally,
1: but that's just how good I'm becoming. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And baby, I am the man. Rolex time, 24 hours. Camera, it's been your pleasure. The nature boy. Ric Flair, think about that.
2: I can't stop thinking about it.
1: Reconcile by winning.
2: Yeah. I I wish we could title the show, Reconcile by Winning.
1: Well, the Balloon Party titles have gotten so much equity.
2: (laughs) I mean, everyone, it's synonymous with radio excellence. For an hour at least thank you sometimes we go a little over
1: Taylor Twelman says reconcile by winning he's going to join us the doggy did just that on Saturday comeback win um Zhao Klaus and the run he made for oh, that wow. Yeah, I mean that was yeah. how do you do
2: and he almost I mean if he gets his feet tangled up in there he might be out again, and who knows?
1: That was something else. Uh, and uh, they get it, come back, and now we're at a point where you start to say, boy, I'll tell you what, they could maybe wrap this thing up here quick, fast, in a hurry. We'll see what Taylor has to say about that. That's coming up at 1035. And today, presented by Angry Beaver, we have the Little Piddles Sports
2: Business News Review. Yeah, you're really making this second half of the show yours. My shining bright like a diamond. Big time.
1: I'm excited about it. Uh, so that's coming up as well. You are listening to Balloon Party, driven by Mungan, St. Louis Acker, and Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube.
0: We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN so much going on in the ever-changing sports media landscape let's break it all down with a little Piddle's sports business newsletter presented by the angry beaver a couple of blocks south of bush stadium mention piddles for five dollars off any pizza
1: Hello again, everybody. It's balloon party driven by Mungan at St. Louis Acura in Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan. Unbelievable talent. That's Action Jackson, rising star in the industry, hockey aficionado, and we have Taylor Tollman with us coming up. Brought to you by Together Credit Union at ten thirty-five. Jackson now has the Angry Beaver Lil Piddles Sports
2: Business Newsletter. Nailed it. Yep. This is why you're a star, Tim. I agree. The Vegas Golden Knights are starting their own streaming service through Scripps and Warner Brothers. For sixty nine ninety nine for the whole season, you get 69 games. So the only games that you don't get are obviously the national TV games. Those try. will be on ESPN or any other service that has them. Do you think a model like this would work for the Blues? In five years, do you imagine every team having a streaming service for their own team over the whole league having a centralized streaming oh, service? Oh, so many
1: questions. That's what makes Angry Beaver such a happy sponsor. All right, let's go one by one. Start with first question, if you would, please, sir. I want to itemize these.
2: Do you think a model like this, a central or a team first streaming model, would work for the blues? Same price, seventy dollars basically for sixty nine games boy, that 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 finishing prepositional phrase is so important. I don't know if it would work for the
1: blues. I think it would work for blues fans, yeah, quite a bit. but for the blues, ah see going. That's how you phrased it. No, you're right. You're right. And my responsibility is to only answer the questions that I'm asked. That's, that's actually in my contract. My agent worked very hard to get that in there. So um, I don't know. The honest answer is I don't know. My guess is, is it would not work oh, wow. financially for the Blues.
2: Yeah, I could see. I could see where you're saying that from like a, you don't think they would get well, enough to Well, I mean, answer, right? here, here's
1: how I'm analyzing it again mm-hmm. on the fly. How much do the blues make from their current television deal? And then whatever that number is, and I don't know that number. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then how much would the blues make from, let's say it's $70 times the number of people who would purchase it. Right. My guess is the total they're making currently from their television. And I could be wrong on this would be greater than. The total of $70 times the number of people who would purchase that. Right. I would happily purchase it. I'd be thrilled to purchase it. But I don't know if the blue that's what I'm saying with regards to the cardinal thing. The cardinal number we do know is sixty million dollars. That is a substantial amount. If we if you go off the premise that okay, the cardinals' payroll's one eighty or they're gonna make it one eighty, or it's gonna be ballpark one eighty. Okay, well that's a third of the revenue to offset. The expense Mm -hmm. of a $180 million payroll, no one would say that's immaterial. That counts. So for the Blues, I, I have no idea what they're making for their television deal. But I would guess it is greater than the total they would get from the subscribers. So along the same lines, eventually the Cardinals situation is going to change, as is all teams around baseball, as they make these things more aware and understandably, Bally's or whomever else isn't going to go, well, let us pay you the exact same amount, even though now you're offering up an app where people cannot subscribe to Bally's to watch the games. Right. See what I'm saying? No, I So, I, so I it's going it. to reduce the amount that the teams are getting because the provider isn't going to pay as much, hence the conundrum.
2: Sure. I think the, maybe not counterpoint, but the other side of it would be looking at the viability of the regional sports network. Well, it's over. That's yeah. over. Right. There is no viability. So looking to the future... You're going to so, take so yeah, a loss, but I mean, yeah. Well, there you go. Right. Okay. Right. But I, but I don't know if there's an avoid like anything to avoid a loss. I have that's the and that's, that's why I'm question.
1: wondering what teams are going to do. And if teams go, okay, screw it. Like if you're a Steve Cohen in New York right. with the Mets, and you just go, all right, fine, I don't care. Right. I'll well, write off the losses. Mm-hmm. But if you're somebody who's operating and you're not necessarily uh, liquid. But you're on paper wealthy because your asset that is your NHL or MLB team, but you don't necessarily have the cash to lose, or you just don't have the appetite for losing the cash, then you've got a real situation on your hands. It's why I think this is a monster story. Now, as a fan, taking all of that out of the equation, give me that app all day long. Right. I love it. I saw that the the Golden Knights were doing that. I go, that's outstanding. Yeah. And then I saw there were complaints about the cost. I, I don't know if can get much Sixty nine dollars for sixty nine games. Right. Would you like to pay fifty
2: cents? Is that the issue? Right. It's a dollar a game. Right. And they also have a package where if you don't want to buy the whole season, you can buy it for seven dollars a game. Right.
1: Mean my goodness, you offer me that for the Cardinals? <laughs> I, I mean the money. I I because I run everything through spreadsheets i'm insane and i look at how much money i'm spending on television and so much of it is because i gotta have all these different No, i don't have to but i don't want to use spectrum i like the youtube interface youtube tv interface Mm -hmm. but youtube tv doesn't have bally's so then i get spectrum so i can watch the blues and the cardinals yeah such an effing headache and i think this stuff will be gone within the next couple of years it'll be streamlined but I don't know how it winds up getting streamlined.
2: Yeah. The only thing I could think of in terms of like the Golden Knights is possibly Scripps and Warner Brothers, who they're doing this streaming service for, would take over maybe sales, some of the production team, so that the team is not necessarily paying, uh, you know, your that top line is getting decreased because they're not paying employees at the same rate they would if they were on linear TV package or a regional sport network. So it's not in-house, it's through Warner Brothers or through Scripps, and so they're not paying as many people. But at the
1: same time, if you take it all
2: in-house,
1: then that means you can then keep all the advertising inventory. Sure, sure, sure. So then there's a push and a pull on the revenue versus the expenses. Yeah. So if you're keeping it all in-house, then maybe it actually becomes a business model in addition to... Mm the $70 you're getting from the subscribers. Yeah. So anyway. this
2: is why you've had 25 Hall of Fame careers. You see oh, all the angles. so many
1: reasons. I don't know. I, like if we were doing Family Feud, like top five reasons, I'm the greatest.
2: I don't know where you start. Right. Looks would certainly be one I of the options. I guess, outlines.
1: but you know, a lot of women aren't attracted to short, bald narcissists. And I know that's surprising.
2: Right. Well... You're just looking in the wrong places because mm-hmm. it seems to be like on hinge. It's like looking for mm. short, bald narcissists. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And we hate eleven A. M. kickoffs too. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. I know. That's an it's, aphrodisiac it's a for me. Right. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to do one more question here before we take a break, or do you want to take a break? Anything? I think we do one more question. Sure. We talked about missing the NFL a tad on TMA today. Did being back at the Dome last weekend give you NFL withdrawals? Do you think as time oh, goes you're doing, by— this is, you're kind of,
1: you are kind of—you know what you're doing here. I know you know what you're doing. You're, this is—this is—this is manipulative is what this is, because you know what my opinion is, and you know what I'm going to say, and you know that it's going to upset many in this particular audience.
2: Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that was my goal, but I know it's something that you have passion for, and I look for topics that you have passion for.
1: I understand, and you do a wonderful job on it. Here is my experience from going to the Dome. It made me sad. Now, I loved it because I was there with my son, and it was his first college football game, and it's where I went to school, and that was great, and I loved the fact that he loved it. I was stunned that he loved it. You know, he just turned six a month ago. I didn't think he would have, you know, any
2: yeah, interest. That, is in awesome.
1: that That was super cool. But... You know, walking in that building, it's kind of like a time warp into even the 1980s, even though I know it was built in the 90s. I mean, it's just and it's so sad. it's just sad. It is now if you haven't been to a bunch of NFL stadiums or college football stadiums, then you don't really have points of reference to compare it to. But I lived on Washington Avenue from 2009 to 2012. I lived downtown. Uh, I worked at KMOV when it was downtown from 2000 to 2005. The compound sadness I felt from going downtown and seeing its state combined with that building, which when I was sitting in our seats and I looked over and I go, God, that's the same effing end zone where Ricky Prohl had for my money, what should be called the catch in NFC Championship history. It was a better catch than Dwight Clark's. Mm-hmm. Dwight Clark's is certainly remembered more, but, you know, that sent the Rams to a Super Bowl, sent this city into hysteria and while it was a long time ago it did happen and it happened in this building and now this building is playing on what is embarrassing turf with apparently for whatever reason two different yard markers of the same yard number and players are getting hurt whether it's because of the turf or not right. it's just sad and uh, it, listen here's where I am if you are a major metropolitan city with growth potential or growth that is viewed by sponsors and major league teams uh, in 2023 you'll be hard-pressed to find one that doesn't have an NFL team
2: Yeah,
1: um, and I know this is going to get you aroused uh, which isn't necessarily my goal uh, but it's a wonderful byproduct
2: That's,
1: uh, also usually an NBA team as well
2: usually yeah
1: And so to not have either and to have neither on the horizon and also drive through the neighborhood I used to live in and work in and my office building for inside STL from 2005 through 2016 was at 19th and Locust. So I'm not speaking on this from like, you know, a perch in some outpost. I was in there and I grew up in the city limits as well. But I mean, I'm talking about downtown here, not Mm -hmm. South St. Louis. Uh, it makes me sad. Yeah. And I also don't see the leadership in place to go, well, it's going to get better. right? This is what I think it is. And while certain things such as City Park are incredible and what's going on there, that's incredible. Overall, that part makes me really sad. And so that is why I uh, I can't help but be transparent with the audience on what my emotions were on it. And I may that may not be popular, candidly, don't care because it's the
2: truth. Yeah. So there you go, Jackson. Yeah, That's good stuff. Sorry. What's going on? Is everything all right? I think Taylor Twollin just called in, and that's how that was going on. Okay. Well, that's what I have to say.
1: So uh, we uh, will have Taylor on the other side of the break, and uh, it's presented to you by Together Credit Union. We'll talk about uh, the comeback win on Saturday and where things set up here as you take a look ahead for City after that win. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis, Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.
0: We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're heading down to the pitch to talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. This is Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by Together Credit Union. Check out Together Credit Union CD options. Visit TogetherCU.org. Welcome back
1: great Taylor Twelman under the program presented by Together Credit Union sorry I'm late Taylor I got going I got all worked up that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> what's up brother how are you man what, what, how about Saturday I mean that Klaus goal I thought it was a thing of beauty I'm sure you've seen plenty of things like that and even better but uh, considering the set of circumstances and what was on the line and uh, the, the line he took for that header that was a thing of beauty to, uh, to tie things up in what was that uh, 70th minute ballpark
3: yeah, but Tim, come on. You're scoring your first professional goal, Jabalu Blum, with the goal of the year, maybe. That, 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 that oh, yeah, Oh, yeah, top mean, that, shelf. How do you sick. do? How sick. do you do? Yeah, I mean, that that's his first one. You always remember your first, no matter if it's on the field or off the field, my man. And so <laughs> what Blum just did, um, honestly, that will be the goal that ultimately, I think, cements the number one seed in the West.
1: That's where I was going with this. I mean, is that where where it is? I realize, of course, mathematically, it's not clinch, but that's why that was so substantial. You also take into account not giving up three points to LAFC last week, and then you get the three points. And LAFC has to play like what three games in six days or something uh, because of the uh, the scheduling with what they've got going on. Am I right? So this is this is quite a set of circumstances mathematically.
3: Yeah, I yeah I've always been on you know the record saying that LAFC was the number one competitor. However, when they tied LAFC on Wednesday night. Ultimately, it came down to Seattle because of the strength of schedule, games in hand and whatnot, and St. Louis played Seattle, is going to play each other in the last game of the year. So it almost flipped the script a little bit. They needed to get a win and not drop four points in the next three games. They just, the win in Minnesota basically cements unless they fall on their face and lose the last three games, which I don't expect them to do so. And Seattle would have to win out. So, yeah, Tim, that that ultimately was the real deciding factor. Does LAFC have a shot mathematically? Absolutely. But they play tomorrow night in Campione's Cup. They've got too many games to deal with, and they don't look themselves over the last three or four weeks, especially since Messi and Inter-Miami went into their building and beat them. So that win in Minnesota was massive. Uh, for
1: St. Louis City. Uh, we were talking about Bradley Carnell. We certainly talked about that system. Uh, you saw on the Blom goal, uh, six guys were with within, I mean, they were an option. It was uh, like it's like a point guard. And you go, okay, let me go here, let me go here, let me go here, let me go here. And you saw what wound up happening with an absolutely classic goal. Uh, Bradley Carnell also with the subs that played a big role in the victory and the comeback on uh, on Saturday. What did you think of the coaching for City on Saturday in their comeback against Minnesota.
3: Well, what's interesting, Tim, and I, honestly, I haven't done a good enough job talking about it, is the most goal contributions off the bench in Major League Soccer is St. Louis City. How
2: about that? It's awesome.
3: So, you, right away, you look at it and say, well, hang on a minute. Is the team deep? Sure, but the coach still has to make the right moves in the right moments. And so, Listen, I've been critical of this St. Louis City team in being pragmatic enough when they're up a goal or two goals, as we saw in LA up 2-0 two, two against the Galaxy and losing those two points and leaving with a draw. However, you still have to compliment the manager in the sense of saying, "Wait, wait a minute! I mean, if you're if you're getting more goal contributions than any other team in the league." off your bench you're pushing the right buttons in the right moment so tip of the cap to bradley carnell i think one of the more interesting talking points in in, and i think awards that's going to go out this year is who's coach of the year is it bradley carnell or is it st louis and pat noonan in cincinnati because the way both managers have managed their situations uh that's going to be a very interesting vote uh i think when it comes to the end of the year because when you take the temperature of the rest of the league, there's a real good debate for either manager. And I just think Bradley Cardell's done a fantastic job in the right moment saying, you know what? I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go that way. And he's even, even to his admission, into Lutz Fonenskill's admission, he's made some moves that have left you a little baffled at times too. But that's his first year manager. That's what you get. But more goal contributions than any other team in the league, that's up to the manager.
1: Uh, speaking of Bradley Carnell, uh, here's a, here's a question on if and when they clinch. They have a game next Wednesday at Vancouver, and then a big break uh, between then and their next game. How do you think he would go into the playoffs? Uh, you of course get rest, but then you have to balance the rest with uh, the potential worry about uh, getting uh, too much rest and, and being stale. Uh, how do you how do you feel about that and what he needs to do from an approach standpoint?
3: Well, the point is, is that it's the international break. So, Tim, everyone's getting a break. It'd be way different if you were getting a break and no one else was. Does that make any sense? So, sure. at least it's on an even playing field. So, naturally, because everyone, no, it depends on how many players leave, who's leaving for camp and whatnot, how far they're going. So, you got to manage each individual differently. But that break allows this group ultimately to go for it in Vancouver. And that if you cement the number one seed, well, then you can look at an international break and maybe give a few players a few extra days knowing you've got the number one seed, knowing that you're already in the driver's seat for that, and then you can play yourself into being in real good form come playoff time. But there's also an international break in in, in the playoffs, Tim. It's one of the more difficult things to navigate Major League Soccer playoffs because of that. And so I don't think it's that big of an issue because everybody gets an international break. I think it's a bigger issue and a bigger topic if they were the only team having to do so.
1: I know LAFC uh, in, in Philadelphia played last year. And they played on November 5th. This year, MLS Cup uh, December 9th. Uh, I want to get your perspective just in general on MLS playoffs. For a lot of people in our audience, a lot of St. Louisans, this will be the first time they are paying close attention to it. I get the sense, Jackson is a big NBA guy, would agree with this, that usually the top seeds are representing, this year was an exception with Miami, mm-hmm. uh, in the NBA Finals. And in the Stanley cup playoffs on the other side of things we've seen plenty of eight seeds make runs the blues lost to an eight seed and uh, and the, that wound up winning the stanley cup and the la kings we've seen it happen more often in the nhl and i feel like baseball now has become a crapshoot with all the teams that get into the playoffs versus back in the in the day when only four made it so with that all said what historically has played out the top seeds get there or is it more of a crapshoot in mls playoffs taylor
3: MLS playoff format is new this year, and the whole purpose of that is to reward the teams that have a better regular season. Oh, I love so hearing that. The first round of the playoffs is three that. games. Right? Yeah. And so the first round being three games, first team to win two moves on. Uh, there's no extra time. When you get a draw, it goes immediately. The penalties very similar to League Cup. And then after that, it's just a one-off game. So St. Louis City, more than likely, if they advance, they're at home. Mm-hmm. Now, in saying that uh it does tend to you can have surprises you can have teams go on the road and absolutely shut you down and get it to penalty kicks and then it's a shootout and then you then it's then it's a crapshoot so i would say it's going to lean between a a, a medium of the nba and the nhl major league baseball is absurd this year when you think about the sixth highest payrolls in Major League Baseball, five of them are not even in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That's absurdity. I've never heard anything like that. So this is going to be a little bit more towards the NBA, but it wouldn't surprise me if a Nashville, uh, who I would not want to play, are suited to go on the road, get a shutout, take you to penalties, and then surprise you. There are a few teams that can go on the road. And mind you, if Miami get in the playoffs, not a single soul is going to want to play them. Yeah
1: yeah miami uh is uh, is still uh lurking in the uh the eastern conference meanwhile sitting with fifty three points is saint louis city s c taking on Sporting Kansas City, and then Vancouver and Seattle to round things out. Taylor Twelman has been with us from the beginning of a journey that I don't think many could have expected, but here we are on the threshold of October with a city in the playoffs, and now just a potential win or two away from sealing up the Western Conference. Taylor Twelman, every Tuesday presented to you by Together Credit Union. Taylor, appreciate the time as always, sir. Thanks so much. No problem, buddy. Take it easy. That's Taylor Twelman with us here on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. We'll take our final commercial break. Come back with the Little Pittle Sports Business Newsletter brought to you by Angry Beaver. And then BK and Ferrari take over at 11 o'clock. You're listening to Balloon Party, driven by Ass St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube.
0: We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
1: Welcome back to 101 ESPN YouTube Balloon Party, driven by Mungana, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you for just six more minutes, and then we just hand it off to BK and Ferrario. We say Godspeed, boys. That's what I say. Godspeed, boys.
2: Yeah. I think it's the right thing to say.
1: No, it is the right thing. Fresh off of a conversation with Taylor Twelman, presented to you by Together Credit Union. If you missed anything, you can go back and podcast via the Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's podcast on the 101 ESPN app or wherever it is that you podcast. Jackson, do you have any other questions in this Angry Beaver Lil Piddle sports business newsletter?
2: Yeah, this one's less sports businessy. This Is this about
1: Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift?
2: No. I wouldn't go there. Uh, One day I'll get there, but not today. Still, some more topics to talk about before we get to that one. This is kind of more uh, yesterday topic, but I'm going to ask it today. Sean Payton was the headline darling in the preseason, talking about Nathaniel Hackett's tenure as the coach of the Broncos. Those comments are being brought up in a major way after the Broncos took a 50-point thrashing at the Flippers. Of the Dolphins, wow! Yeah, I do like that. you got to
1: be happy about that writing.
2: I <laughs> would, yeah. You know, well, no, it's all off the cuff, right? No. Uh, do you feel or understand fans rooting against certain coaches year in and year out? What? Who do you think are some of the biggest targets of that? And do you have situ- situations like that where you root against a certain coach, just a coach, not a team? Uh, a coach.
1: I do. I personally do not. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine Bill Belichick would be. Right up there, along with Nick Saban.
2: Yeah, those two would be like the the North Stars. <sighs> Who else would fall into that category for people, you think? Uh, I think Sean Payton for a lot of people. I think. Uh, yeah, he's kind of just been under the radar for the most part up until this year. The Bountygate thing, people have a problem with that. I mean, that was it. so long ago. I know, I know. But I think people, I think like stuff like that when you talk about like the Nathaniel Hackett comments, then stuff like Bountygate gets brought up it's again.
1: It's interesting to me that. Andy Reid has had so much success. and yeah,
2: He's so lovable.
1: He just doesn't catch Mm-mm. much crap.
2: No, he's so lovable, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and is and beloved and, and respected. Um, God, I don't know. Dick Vermeil, I feel like, kind of had the same thing going on.
2: Yeah. When you look at like other sports, like Mike Krzyzewski certainly took a lot of that. Bob Knight back in the day uh, took a lot of that. Um, but yeah Saban and Belichick in the NFL I think people I was going to say Bruce Arians but I don't think even oops, Bruce Arians. Arians wow really grasping right I don't I don't know who it would be let me see I'm going to Brian Kelly's a nice
1: play Brian Kelly at LSU was a nice play I know you're going NFL right now
2: yeah but uh, he's right Brian Kelly's a great call how about
1: this from a technological standpoint, Marsh's burner and I'm a big Marsh's burner guy in yeah. Great Bape Auto Detailing. Those are two guys. Yep, uh, that was weird. My radio cut to an ESPN station from Portland or Toronto for the Sports Center update.
2: I just I gave people that's major news. It's the Dame Sweepstakes. Who's going to land them? Might end up back in Portland.
1: Bill Self from the four one seven. Yeah. Mike McDaniel. He's a spoiled little
2: punk. No it's way. No people. People can't be down on Mike McDaniel. He's great. I love Mike McDaniel. He was up there talking about sandwiches after that win.
1: Oh, there's my guy, the great Bape Auto Detailer. No, I'm sure detailing him so, supportive or something. Bill Self is a
2: douchebag. There, I, 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 yeah, buys buy some equity with me. Yeah, I'm not Urban
1: Myers. A nice play, really nice play. That's a really nice play. That might. I realize the man's not coaching right now, but that's a nice play.
2: Yeah. Do you think people have that for like Hugh Freeze? Maybe. You have to be I pretty think, deep in the yeah, weeds.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got you to really be paying attention.
2: Yeah, I liked it when he was at Liberty, when he was coaching from a hospital bed in, in the stadium. <laughs> yes. I nice. was like, in the history of look at me moments, I don't know if there's a bigger one than this. Let's see.
1: I just, I just, I just cheated and went most disliked coaches in the NFL in the search engine. Uh, let's see. Brandon Staley. Really?
2: I love Brandon Staley. Kevin yeah. Stefanski? This is, who who is just like, to? one guy's Zach list? Taylor? Zach Taylor? Bengals coach? <laughs> was he done?
1: John Harbaugh, I can see that one. Jim. I'm anti-Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, it mean, was really... John, but I understand Jim is probably one that would be right there. The Harbaugh brothers. I didn't like the him. The Ravens 49ers Super Bowl was torture for them.
2: Uh, I, I didn't like Jim Harbaugh when he was with the Niners. I thought the khakis and the screaming was a little much. I like the Harbaugh play. Yeah, it's interesting that the NFL maybe doesn't have that. Because I don't know, because there's not many guys who stay for like so Like, who's long. the most successful
1: coach in college football for the last few years? It's Kirby Smart. Yeah. And I don't think people really hate him one way. The, I don't think... Because he's
2: not... Because I don't think he's out in the... in the. He's not like Saban, where he's like a national figure. Like, if you asked... If you polled college football fans, I would say seven or eight out of ten would know who coaches Georgia. I would say more dislike Ryan Day at Ohio yeah, State. Now,
1: yeah, I, I know, but I mean, I, I would even... I would take that before the strange thing with Lou Holtz. What's the deal with these... Uh, listen. Hey, God bless. But now Joe Namath is...
2: Yeah. And all he did
1: was do an interview. I'm sure Lou Holtz is like, man, all I did was do an interview.
2: I saw Dan Lanning got mad at Skip Bayless, too. On He's mad at Skip Bayless? I mean, what? <laughs> if you're a national media guy, you, you better watch out. You're, gonna get, you're being the crosshairs. You'd be so
1: flattered if John was Like that. I was listening to those nitwits on Balloon Party. Oh, how great would that be? Oh, my
2: God. That'd be so great. I would love that. Yeah,
1: I mean, just like... Really? I mean, is, it, is, is it, are we really that deep in the well on motivational tactics that we're going to Joe Namath, who probably just, you know, was making the turn for his third round of the day and did an interview?
2: Uh, Dabo Swinney, great play. Really? That is a great answer. Yeah, that's someone I personally root against. Uh, Mike McCarthy. Jimbo Fisher. A lot Fitcher. of people talking about Deion Sanders. Yeah, he's polarizing for sure. Lane Kiffin. Josh McDaniels. Uh, Gruden back in the day John Gruden I feel like people would go Mike Shanahan back in the day yeah, I didn't know it was Shanahan a little bit you like? I think well he was fiery so I think people kind of in a way I, I always really against uh, root against Jason Garrett I was never a Jason Garrett guy no Made people call him coach. I hate that. Why in every other like just because you're Jackson's a coach,
1: about to go off on a tangent. It's eleven o'clock. I'm just telling you now. You're taking BK and
2: Ferrari's time. Give me fifteen seconds. All right, you take to, co- to BK and Ferrari. It's not my call. You coach one time, and everyone has to call you coach for the remainder of your life. Like I don't like I don't get that. I demand people call me Mr. McKernan. Is that weird? Right. Well, you don't say, hey, call me Radio Man. <laughs> like, he's it, one profession. Call, call me podcast Boy. Right. I coached middle schoolers in Columbia, Missouri when I was up there. I don't go, like, you don't have to call me coach. I might call you coach now. Coach I just Piddles. don't get it. It's it's like, the coach yeah. It's the one profession where you, no matter what, in perpetuity, you get called your profession exclusively. I don't, <laughs> don't get it.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got to go. BK and Ferrari are up next. Jackson is angry as a hornet right now. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Balloon Party, driven by Monk Mungan- St. Louis Accurate, Alton it on 101 ESPN.
0: You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. <laughs> Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.